This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is AMI Audio Live, bringing community events closer to you. Hello and welcome back to AMI Audio Live coverage of the 2019 Canadian Blind Hockey Tournament here at the Madame Athletic Center. I am your host, Brock Richardson, joined by Cam Jenkins and Brett Wills from the Neutral Zone. And Jeff, how are we doing, guys? Good morning, Brock. What a wonderful Saturday morning here in downtown Toronto. Wow, you're chipper today, aren't you? Well, I, I was awake at 8 o'clock because I, I think I got uh, my lines of communication mixed up uh, between you and I this uh, yesterday. So, Yes. Well, it's good that you're here. Cam, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh-huh. Just uh, getting a little uh, bit of adjustments going on here. Cam's so getting like, his makeup on, folks. Uh, getting my makeup on. You know, it's very uh, important to look good uh, when you're on radio. So, yeah, just getting a little bit of touch-up with my makeup. All right, guys, let's uh, review um, last night a little bit. Uh, There was a great uh, game between uh, Canada West and Canada East. Can we give a little bit of a quick rundown of what happened last night, Brent? Well, uh, in our first game last night, we had Team Canada East play the United States. Team Canada East came out uh, on top 3-1. Joey Cabral with the W. But overall, what what a good good hockey game, and I mean, I'm a little disappointed that uh, we've got two teams, Team Canada East and Team Canada West, playing separately. It would have been nice to see a, a one Team Canada play, but for a round robin t- style ho- hockey tournament like this, I guess it was the only thing that made sense. It also gives the Team Canada brass an opportunity to look look at other players who weren't necessarily on their radar for the upcoming season for the Team Canada that will be announced at some point. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, It was very competitive, uh, and I think you're on to something when you say that the reason it was separated uh, was for that reason. Cam, what did you like about yesterday's game before we preview this morning's game? Uh, well, in the first game, it was very close. It was a uh, three-to-one the final score. I was really impressed with the American team, um, as well as the Canadian East team. Um, with the uh, blind hockey team from the states, um, I'm really impressed with Anthony Chesro. I really like his game, two-way game. Um, he's always buzzing around the net, uh, getting uh, some goals. And as a defensive um, game, I think is phenomenal as well. Um, as far as last night's game goes between Canada East and Canada West, I think that was a hard-fought game. And in all of the games yesterday, I noticed how um, chippy it was and the hard-hitting, considering that there's really not supposed to be hitting in this game. Uh, there was a lot of good hits in the game that some were called for penalties and some weren't. So really looking forward to today's action, and I'm really hoping that uh, Canada West comes out here with a uh, win this morning. So this morning, we're leading off with uh, Team USA, and they're going to take on uh, Canada West. Jeff, start with you. What are you looking for? 
Yeah, I think Team Canada West, they uh, really want to come out with a win because they uh, they really wanted to get that first one under their belt and they couldn't quite do that against uh, a team that we thought may have uh, a little bit less leg power as Team Canada East were playing their second game yesterday against this Team Canada West. And so I think they're... They're going to look for, for the win. Obviously, both teams are, are, are looking for that crucial win because, uh, you know, every every game counts in these types of tournaments where it's just game after game. I mean, you have to uh, you have to win a lot and in, in fast, essentially, to, to make it far in this tournament. And with Canada East basically already securing uh, a, a, at least a shot at a, a championship already with two wins. You have to think that this has to be a pretty crucial game for both teams. So uh, I, I wouldn't say they're going to come out desperate, but I, I think they're going to come out pretty hard right from from the get-go. And uh, I, I couldn't help but notice they were the first ones on the bench. And uh, I, I think yesterday they were always uh, a little bit slower to come to the bench after uh, the, the intermission. So maybe that's a, a sign of things to come where... Maybe they're they're ex they're a little bit more excited. They're a little antsy potentially. So uh, I think it could be uh, good for Team Canada West. Yeah, I agree. Uh, as we sit here uh, right now, we are watching uh, warm up, and we're about uh, four minutes, three and a half minutes away from uh, puck drop. Brett, what are you looking for in this uh, game? You know, as we're watching warm-up, I'm noticing, I think Team USA appears to be a little bit looser. Uh, we've got uh, Team Canada over here to our right, uh, and they're, uh, they're right in front of us. They're uh, stretching away, and maybe that's a good strategy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know when I was playing hockey, I, uh, I got on the ice, and I had butterflies all the time, so it... Uh, How do you deal with those butterflies if you have them? You, you just got to get started, man. Once that puck drops, you just you get a few minutes under your belt, and you're you're just uh, you either you got it or you don't. To be honest, I, I kind of liked having those butterflies when I used to play. I felt like it sort of gave me that little extra adrenaline rush that you need, especially in a tournament like this. Like I said, you're playing every get you're, you're playing every day, sometimes multiple times a day. It's something good to have. So I feel like you know, for for me, having those butterflies is almost a good thing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think every athlete has butterflies. It's uh, it's kind of normal, and you just kind of got to get that first uh, body check in there and uh, play the puck a little bit, and I think you'll be, uh, you'll be perfectly fine. On that note, we're going to go to our play-by-play -play team, Nico Cardarelli and Norma Wick. Norma Wick is joining us for today. Welcome, Norma, and Nico, take it away. Thank you very much, gentlemen. As we get you set for... Day number two here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. We're going to have a barn burner of a game to get things going here as Team Canada West and Team USA are both hungry for their first win of the tournament. Three huge points on the line here. And we had a great first day of action. The Select Series was absolutely on point. All five divisions had some great games. I can't wait for day number two. Day number two is going to be, I think, even crazier than day number one. Everything just sort of adds up. The anticipation, I think, uh, the adrenaline, the anxiety maybe of some of these players is going to be at another level, especially like I just mentioned previously with the guys from the neutral zone, is that both these teams still looking for their first win. So I think that could add just a little bit more juice, a little bit more firepower uh, just to add to these guys' emotions. 
Um, and I, I like what I see in the warm up so far. It looks like these two teams are pretty loose. They're just enjoying their warm ups. Uh, but yeah, like I said, both teams looking for that first win. So I, I think uh, this is going to be a pretty crucial game because in a tournament style like this, it's going to be uh, it's crucial to get your first win under your belt. Well, that was Jeff Ryman. We've also got Norma Wick as part of our broadcast team here today, and we're so happy to have you on board, Norma. Well, I listened to you guys last night, and as you've mentioned, these games are so competitive. And uh, I just wanted to briefly put the color in the color commentary, and that is looking at these uniforms, which, of course, when I was listening to you last night, mm. I could not see. But uh, the uh, blind hockey uh, logo features a white silhouette of a hockey player inside a red and black make-believe. Black when they're wearing their black unis, uh, and white when they're wearing, or sorry, uh, la white when they're wearing their black unis, and red when they're wearing their white, um, red and black. But um, yeah, Team USA in yellow, Team Canada in black, and of course the uh, the logo also contains two little semicircles, which mm. uh, indicate the sound waves that the puck makes, obviously being full of those ball bearings and making a lot of noise. Well, Team USA will debut their yellow jerseys. They've yet to wear these in action before, so that's pretty exciting. And nice to see the names on the back of the jerseys as well. As a play-by-play -play guy, I really appreciate that. I appreciate that too. I mean, I'm a color, I'm color blind actually, and I, I think having the black and I guess USA was wearing navy blue yesterday. Yes. It'd, be, it'd be pretty tough to sort of uh, differentiate. So it's good that they're complete opposites. I mean, yellow sticks right out, and so does black for the other team so uh, it, 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 they do look pretty crisp I love that yellow and uh, the USA jersey just have their USA uh, letters diagonally and it's just pure yellow and you're right they do have their name and number on the back of that so they really went all the way Team Canada still a little bit behind they just have the numbers <laughs> on there not quite the names hey, I'm just maybe sending a message to the players that nobody's spot is safe even Jason Uha yeah. doesn't get the name on the back of his jersey exactly exactly <laughs> you gotta earn your stripes fellows well, let's remind folks that you can be a part of the broadcast by chiming in through the live chat thread on our YouTube feed. Uh, let us know who you're cheering on, where you're cheering on from, just like Gene, who's cheering from Arizona, cheering on Team USA and her grandson, Blake Steinica. Well, Blake and Team USA get set to take the ice. Blake will start this game on the right wing for the opening puck drop as your starting goaltenders are Lauren Weber and Doug Goist. We're moments away from opening puck drop here on day number two of the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. And we're underway as... Team USA quickly take possession. Tim Kane races the puck right in up the right wing. Circles back, makes the pass back to the point. There's a shot that gets deflected, net off its pegs. So they'll whistle it down for a stoppage. But wow, what a fast start from the Americans. This game's already chippy enough. The net came off well before the play even really developed. But uh, just after the play, a little bit of pushing and shoving in front of the net. And we're what, 15, not even 15 seconds into this game. I like it. Well, certainly some intensity here between these two teams. I think maybe a little bit of desperation as well. Yes. Maybe both feeling a little hard done by that they couldn't get wins yesterday. Yeah, exactly. I think that sort of adds to it as well. And yesterday, as I remember, Team USA was pretty aggressive, taking a couple of penalties. So we'll see if they can uh, sort of calm their emotions down a little bit. I still think they should play an aggressive style, but, you know, obviously not take too many penalties. 
It's a fine line of playing aggressive but playing disciplined as Wayne Shepard has often walked that line. There he shoots the puck down the ice and Team USA will retrieve it as Victoria Vantorini McDermott first on the puck. Blake Steinica battling against the near boards. It's Anthony Chula who comes up with possession for Team Canada West. Chula races across center ice. They nearly strip it away from him, but now he works up the near wall. Dumping it in, Dirk Morgan chases him along the boards. Pass back as they try feed that one in front. Canada West making the clean pass now as it was Brian Cowie getting a stick and then he ends up Actually, that was Paul Schmold who got dumped as now Daniel Belding racing after the loose puck. Chula makes the pass back as it's controlled by Kiefer Jones. He banks it off the boards and inside the American zone. They quickly shoot it back across the blue line as Chula takes possession for Canada West. He dumps it off to Brian Cowie. Cowie tries to sweep it in front. It goes over to the far corner where Heslip centers it. Loose puck rolling around the crease. Sean Heslip has it at the far side faceoff circle. Stripped away from him. Nice work there by Belding to wrestle the puck across. And then Canada West bring it in offside. So we get a whistle with 10.07 left in the first. It looks like Team Canada uh, West has been pretty much controlling the puck possession so far here in this game. It was pretty much the same thing for Team Canada East against the U.S. yesterday. So I wonder if Team USA needs to make any adjustments. We're getting some great comments already on the chat thread and a lot of fans cheering on Team USA this morning. A shout out to the city of Chicago. I love those Blackhawks. And we'll get to a few more shout outs throughout the broadcast as Chula works, or check that, that's Yuha working the puck in the far corner. Jason Yuha passes it back to the top of the point. Mark Benz controls it, ends up being stripped away from him and now Tim Kane takes possession. Kane dishes it off to Vantarini. She has it poked away from her. A battle here between two of the best players on the ice as Kane and Yuha go head-to-head, and Kane dumps it into the Canadian zone. I expect that to be a matchup that we should probably see all game long. I think that if you're if you're both coaches, you don't want to have those guys on when they're... You, you want those guys on at the same time. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of line matching there for exactly. both coaches. As Keith Hollywood-Haley brings the puck up the right wing here, tries to center it in front through the high slot, just out of the reach of Anthony Chesro. He has possession now. Chesro feeds it back to Haley, and he just missed on the one-timer. Great opportunity there for Team USA. Chesro with a great play to keep the puck in the zone. It's Haley and DeFlorio. DeFlorio crashes oh. right into the goal, and he literally crashes into Weber. But I think everyone's going to be okay after that nasty crash. Big pile up. The net goes way back into the boards. Two Team USA players just crashed right into the net. It looks like no penalty is going to be called for goalie interference as uh, it was totally incidental. So everybody's getting up. Everybody looks okay, and I guess that's the good news. Now, whatever it takes to get the puck in the net, even if you have to bring your whole body and the goaltender in with you. There's that little bit of desperation maybe (laughs) coming from these teams. Some good high-paced action early on here. We've got 8.57 remaining in the first period of play. Let's give a shout-out to, let's see here, Kelly from Texas, Dallas, Texas, cheering on Blake and Team USA. And let's also give a shout-out to Jill, who's cheering on Team USA, and her son, Anthony Chesro. Both really great players and both great guys off the ice as well. As Team Canada take possession now, Canada West 
as it's Anthony Chula who makes the lead pass up for Scott Roberts. Roberts in the near corner, tries to sweep it out front. That's intercepted. Good defensive play that time as it was Kevin Shanley making the play for Team USA. Chesro racing after the puck. Gets to it on the right wing here. He's got a man heading to the net. Tries the draw pass. Chula gets a stick on it and Weber did well to cover the pad there. Chula flips it ahead for Roberts. A break potentially coming now for Team Canada West. Roberts has Shondale with him. Drops it to Chula. Back to Roberts. Feeds it in front. There's the shot. Oh, what a save by Doug Goyce as he shuts the door on Wade Shepard. That was a perfectly executed play. They uh, broke it out very nice in their own zone. They carried it across the neutral zone. They uh, got a nice first pass there and a one-timer. Too bad it just didn't go in for Team Canada West. Both teams generating some good opportunities here as we've got 8-11 remaining in the first period of play. Let's give a shout-out to Tiffany and the whole province of Newfoundland as she's looking forward to cheering on Dylan a little bit later today in the open division as Dylan Bradbury playing with the Leafs here. Here's a guy who could probably play for the actual Maple Leafs, Jason Juhas, wheels behind his own goal, works up the right wing on the far side, takes on the defender, gets past Vantarini, he's got a man cutting to the net, shot right on, what a stop! Koyce got just enough of that to deflect it over top the goal. Shot coming off the stick of Sean Heslip. Kane strips the puck away from Yuha. Now Tim Kane races up for the Americans. He's got Vantarini trailing. He makes the clean pass. Vantarini shot. She shoots. She scores. Christine, the scoring machine, Vantarini, opens up the game here. And it's 1-0 Team USA. And how often do you see that where you get one scoring chance on one end and then it goes back the other way and Team USA on top, 1-0, just about halfway through the first period here. What a key goal. What a play by Tim Kane to hold off Jason Yuhan in his own zone, muscle the puck out, maintain body and puck control, get that out front, and of course Team USA now with a 1-0 lead. So a big goal there for Christine Vantarini and Team USA, and they continue to press on here after the face-off. But now it's Chula taking possession for Team Canada. Chula working up the near wing as he checks his passing options into the lane. Makes the draw pass to Shepard. His shot again. Goist gets a big piece of that and is able to make a crucial save. Shot from distance, this time they fool Goist, and it's Choo Choo Chula who gets the goal to equalize here for Team Canada. And he's pumped, he had a nice celebration, he's trying to get his troops rallied up here. What a play though, what an individual effort by Anthony Chula. He smelt blood and he went right for it, nice little dangle around the defenders, a shot from about 20 feet out, just beat Goist, uh, low blocker. And now we just have a tie game. About 30 seconds after Team USA scored their first goal, we now have a tie game 1-1. So some quick strikes here from both teams were all squared up 1-1 here between Team USA and Team Canada West. And it's Tim Kane now with the puck for Team USA. Oh, I love watching this battle here. Yuha and Kane, I could watch this all day. Kane tries to feather it in front. It's broken up by Sean Dale as number 7 for Team USA and number 91 for Team Canada keep going head-to-head. Yuha has it stripped away from him by Kevin Shanley as we've got 6.35 remaining in the first period. 
Yuha receives the pass, tries to feed it over to Dale, cutting to the net, the drop pass, and Roberts just puts that over top the goal. Good pressure right now from Team Canada West as they've responded with the equalizer and they now try push ahead with a go-ahead goal. But Kevin Shanley does a good job to fire it around the far boards, held in by Kiefer Jones. He feathers it to the hash marks, backhander right on goal, second save by Goist, and then a quick whistle brings a stoppage to play after two good saves, Sean Dale and Scott Roberts right there for the chances. A pretty good chance there for Team Canada West, but they couldn't squeeze it by Goist, who was one of the stories yesterday in his game against Team Canada East. He's literally tall, as we were talking about, he's a big dude in that. It's going to be hard to get anything past him, but... I feel like in that circumstance, Team Canada West has to find their offense through Jason Yuha. Once they hear that buzzer go, I think they should at least try to find him for that pass. And then I, I just feel like he's so skilled, he can either find the net himself or find the proper pass to find the back of the net. Well, there's the buzzer for the clean pass. Canada West try rip one in front, but that gets blocked on its way to the goal. Has slip at the far side, hash marks, feeds it near side. As it's marked to Florio. Check that, that's Daniel Belding taking possession for Team USA. Wrestled off his stick as it's Paul Schmold coming to make the play for Team Canada West. Brian Cowie backhands it ahead and now it's Dirk Morgan from the Hartford Brailers making the play for Team USA. Anthony Chula working up the near side wing, checking a passing option, he takes it down low into the corner. He's got a man working off the half wall, the pass out to the high slot gets broken up. 5.15 left in the first as Chula now makes a clean pass. But Team USA wrestle it away from him. And it's on the stick of Anthony Chesro. Chesro brings it across the blue line. He's got Morgan trailing and Belding heading to the net. Makes the pass to Morgan. He tried to feed it through. That's broken up. And here goes Chula for Canada West. Pass near side to Wade Shepard. Shepard makes the drop pass back to Chula. Chula shoots. Oh, wow, what a blast. Right. As that one goes right off the mask of Goist. That's got to wake him up. <laughs> that was a hard yeah. shot by Chula. He means business today, Anthony Chula does. I like his legs so far. I feel like he's been the most impressive for Team Canada West so far in this first period. And uh, I think they really need him to step up if they want to have a chance to beat Team USA. But it's been a pretty even game so far. I like what I've seen from both sides. Well, the choo-choo train is definitely chugging along early <laughs> on here. He's found his rhythm. He's already got one for Team Canada, and he was denied a second right there. But here goes Tim Kane for Team USA. Man cutting to the net. He's got Keith Haley trailing him as well. Kane just pulls it away from the crowd out to the high slot. Venturini McDermott had her shot blocked, and now Team Canada West able to clear it up the ice. Marty Dufour feathers it ahead for Jason Yuha. He's got Jules Ouellette going to the net, but that gets broken up. Yuha tries to feather it back to Ouellette. Once again, the pass intercepted. Kiefer Jones makes a good play at the line to keep it in. But then moments later, Kane lifts it down the ice and inside Canada territory. Jones banks it off the boards. Ouellette loses his footing, but able to get the puck to Yuha, who then returns it to Ouellette. Jill Ouellette dumps it in deep to the near corner. Anthony Chesro first on it for Team USA. High off the glass, but Marty Dufour settles it down. Good pass as Kiefer Jones lets the shot from the point go, and that just rolled wide of the near post. Jason Yuha takes possession, feathers it in front. Two yellow jerseys there to tie up the stick of Jill Ouellette. Pass back in front as Ouellette providing that net front presence, but they couldn't quite get the puck on his stick. Good play by Dufour to keep it in. Willette shoots. Oh, is that in? He scores!
makes it 2-1 for Team Canada West. And Team USA got hemmed in their own zone. They couldn't find it to clear it. And Team Canada West again capitalizing on a little bit of a mistake by Team USA. And now they're up 2-1 here in the first period. Well, Team Canada West had sustained pressure in that sequence. And Jouillette made a great play moments before the goal to keep the puck in the zone. Mm -hmm. And it ends up paying off big time as he ends up getting the goal. And now Team Canada West lead this game 2-1. to one, And they're pressing for more. Scott Roberts to Anthony Trula. Big save as Goyce takes that one right across the USA lettering on his chest. USA clear the puck inside the Canadian zone just as quickly. It's smacked out to center ice. Mark DeFlorio tracks it and takes possession for Team USA. Dumps it off to Tim Kane. Good pass. Kane shoots. Oh, what a block by Paul Schmoltz. Centering pass and that one just off the heel of Steinecke's stick. The dedication to block a shot like that. Literally dove across the ice just to block a shot. I love the dedication. Shot from distance on the right wing by Sean Dale. Tracks wide of the goal. Chula has it behind the net, centered in front, Dale shoots! Big save by Goyce as he covers that lower third of the net perfectly. It's coming up big when they need him. I think Team USA needs to, I don't know, I think at the intermission here you might see them come out with a different strategy in the second period because I think they need to go back to keeping it simple. I think they're trying to get a little bit too fancy with their breakouts and they just need to establish a way to break out, gain the uh, offensive zone and get a couple of shots on net because they were doing that pretty well yesterday. Shot from the point by Brian Cowie didn't make it through to the goal. Good block by Team USA. There's a comment in the chat thread I want to get to in a moment here. But right now, Team Canada putting some pressure on. Kiefer Jones shot from the point, redirected. You don't get too many deflections in blind hockey, but that almost worked out for Team Canada West. It popped way up in the sky and almost dropped right in behind the net. So uh, it could have been a nice little goal there for Team Canada West. Yuha takes it. He's driving to the net, poked away from him as now it's Cowie tracking the puck to the near boards. He's checked close. He makes the pass to Yuha. Thinking about the shot, he rips it off the post. And then look at that. All five yellow jerseys from Team USA below the hash marks providing some defensive support there. And a bit of a dog pile right in front of the net too. I think all four or five of those yellow jerseys on the ground. So it shows the dedication they're trying to make too to block that shot. Especially from when Jason Yuha has that puck. You want to get in front of that. Okay, I mentioned that there was an awesome question on the chat thread, and it comes to us from NH Adulted asking, any reason why USA picked yellow? Why not the color white? And that's an excellent question, and the reason that we don't wear white jerseys in the sport of blind hockey is it's too difficult to differentiate the color of the jersey from the ice. As, oh, Chula just puts that one over top of the goal. So and that is why you typically see yellow versus black or red. Really easy to make that differentiation in the colors. Yeah, white typically blends really well with the ice and as well as the boards. So yes, uh, it makes it ex extremely hard. For, you almost become invisible out there. Uh, so it, 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 it does make a lot of... I mean, yeah, USA isn't typically yellow. But right. under these circumstances, uh, it's a good color choice. Team USA, we're putting some pressure on there, led by Tim Kane and Blake Steinecke. And now Team Canada put it back the other way as Gilles Ouellette had a shot on goal. And then with the puck sitting in the crease, they'll whistle it down for a face-off. 
117 remaining in the first period. I like the tempo this period has had. I mean, both teams have come out. Uh, we were talking about earlier, I wouldn't say desperate, but I think they're they're looking for that first win, just to get that underneath their belt. And both teams have come out and played pretty well so far. It's been pretty back and forth. I team think uh, Canada West has had the upper hand in possession in a couple of shots, but... Jason Yuha tries to feather a shot through. That gets blocked. But I think that Team USA has had their fair share as well. So it's been a pretty back-and-forth game. 105 remaining here in the opening period. USA cleared out to center ice, and it's Anthony Chula who takes possession as Canada West loading up here with Chula and Yuha out there at the same time right now. Yuha drives behind the goal. He's checked really well there by Daniel Belding. Chula comes in to try wrestle it away from Vantarini McDermott. Belding takes possession, 45 seconds left now in the frame. As Chesro gets to that puck ahead of Wade Shepard, and here's a break for Team USA. Morgan gets the pass from Chesro. What a play by Paul Schmold. He is a wrecking ball out there right now. Paul Schmold really putting it all on the line. He blocked a key shot earlier this period and then came down with that aggressive move on the defensive end. He's been their anchor on the back end so far this game. 20 seconds left in the period. Wade Shepard takes possession at the far hash marks inside the American zone. Dirk Morgan flips it back out through center ice. And with 10 seconds left, Wade Shepard will wheel back in his own blue line and just dump it deep. That'll pretty much do it for the opening period as Wade Shepard and Dirk Morgan getting tied up with each other there. And they got a couple of choice words. Dirk not too happy about that. Wade had a firm grasp of his stick there. (laughs) And he's still talking to the ref right now thinking, hey, What's going on? He's holding my stick. you got to call something. I think he's got some cause for complaint there. I mean, that was an egregious hold. I don't think we had a single penalty that whole period, did You're we? right. We did not. So, yeah. That's our first period of the tournament where and it was, we didn't have one. And it was a pretty aggressive style uh, period, too. So I like how the refs are sort of letting them go, especially in a tournament like this. So, well, the refs. A great opening period, for sure, between Team USA and Team Canada West. Team USA took a one nothing lead. But Canada West forge back and now have a 2-1 advantage heading into the intermission. And for more intermission analysis, let's rejoin the boys from the neutral zone. Let's send it over to Brock, Cam, and Brett. Thank you, gentlemen. As noted, the first period ended with Canada West leading 2-1. I'm joined to my right, Brett Wills, and to my left, Cam Jenkins. Gentlemen, Thoughts on what I'm going to call a wide-open period? You know, Brock, I woke up this morning and I I looked at who we were going to be covering first and I thought to myself, this is exactly the type of hockey that I wanted to watch this morning. Team Canada West is not disappointing me one bit. Team USA obviously still in this 2-1. to It's been an absolutely pleasure to watch yeah it's just been an uh, um an amazing start cam thoughts uh the goaltending i think has been spectacular this period there's my note that says goaltending strong i agree with you yeah it's uh, been a fantastic goaltending performance so far um otherwise canada you know they could be up a few more goals but so could the u.s and for this period i was really impressed with christine venturini as far as uh, getting that goal and just her overall game as well. So um, I think it was a great period for both sides. And also the quick answer uh, from Anthony Chula uh, right out, essentially right after uh, her goal, that helps because it gets you uh, 
back in the game, although one nothing is not uh, insurmountable. But, uh, yeah, so now it's a tight game. What's uh, the message in the intermission? Well, I think it's pretty much uh, the same. And as far as the uh, defense goes, I think you got to keep doing that. Like Paul Schmalt, with the block shot that he did, he absolutely sacrificed his body, especially with that type of puck and how much that hurts. I think both coaches oh. are saying, get your defensive game together. You know, as far as watching out for um, Chulu, uh, he's been a great offensive uh, player. Uh, we haven't heard too much from Jason Uha as of yet, so I expect uh, big things from him the starting the second period. You know, I've noticed that uh, Uha hasn't necessarily been quiet, but Team Canada West, they're spreading the offense out a little bit more than a I, I was expecting, which is absolutely phenomenal. It's fantastic. You can't win on the back of just one person. So they've, they've got a game plan together where they're spreading out the, their offense. And Paul Schmoldt on their back end, he's been an absolute wrecking ball. He's a big, burly guy. And he's there's no hitting here, right? But he's hitting everything that moves. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a really interesting uh game to watch when you think of no no contact whatsoever and then you kind of watch the way this is going and you think to yourself okay there's contact and (laughs) the referees are letting it go and i mean the first thing i said when the block shot happened was ow (laughs) because it's a metal puck like that's going to hurt um, and, and what about how many goalies are they allowed in blind hockey? All five players were all around the uh, goaltender right near the end of the game. It's like you couldn't put like anything through there unless you got like a cannonball and shot them right through. Like they were all just crowded right around the net. I'm really impressed with this refereeing today. They, they've got put their uh, their whistles in their pocket and they're just letting them play. And as was alluded to earlier, it's. Um you know, there was no penalty in this first period, which we saw tons of them yesterday. Tons and That's tons. why I hope that we don't see as many today. Just just let a little bit of contact go. and Nobody, obviously, you don't want to see anybody get hurt. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll be getting ready for second period action shortly. Let's hand things over to Norma Wick. Thank you. I am here in the stands with a man that is probably familiar to Nico. His name is Bill Steinica. Stein and... Uh, he actually helped uh, Nico out on a couple of broadcasts doing some commentary for him at a tournament in Pittsburgh. But Bill and his wife, Lori, are here with another vested interest, and that is their son, Blake Steinica, who opened up the scoring for the tournament. Uh, but Blake's uh, a young player. Uh, how are you enjoying this tournament? Because I believe this is where he started last year. Yes, this, I think this is the first tournament he came to in Canada after uh, playing in a couple of the United States, and Matt Morrow said, we need to get Blake up and play with some other competition and play with the Canadians. So having been to Montreal and our second time in Toronto, this is an absolute blast. And actually, it's just almost legendary and just so cool to be inside this building. I don't think some of these younger ones realize how special this building is. But I, I can tell you, all the parents know how cool it is. And it's just an honor to be here. Yeah, you were a hockey player yourself and uh, grew up, I'm sure, well, you grew up at, sorry, around St. Lu- Midwest, so St. Louis, Chicago, so you were steeped in, like, the original six hockey. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, moving to Los Angeles at, a, at an early age, you know, hockey was still a passion, you know, growing up playing baseball, but um, as I got older, getting back and get on the ice, and, you know, Blake, both my boys had an interest in getting on, you know, getting on the ice in, in Southern California, just playing roller hockey. Blake played roller and, you know, played some ice. And obviously when being diagnosed with uh, 
his genetic disorder of Elhan. Uh, you know, this finding out about this was almost like a rebirth in hockey. And just this whole program, what Canada has started and brought to the United States, has actually been an absolute blessing, I think, for everybody, not just for Blake, but for everyone who's on the ice and just the love that these two teams have for each other. And when Laura and I come to these events and when we see the Canadian players and just the embrace and love of the, all the players is really special. It's really cool to be a part of. Yeah, and there's, there is that camaraderie and kinship, but there is also some pretty fierce competition. Oh, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I mean, once, once like at any sport, once you step on the dirt or step on the ice, you know, it's, it's game on. You know, no question. But I can tell you that when the game's over, except for Blake, uh, most of these guys are getting together and, you know, having a beer and just enjoying each other's friendship, you know, and, uh, and the love of the sport. But absolutely. The competition is no different. I, I tell people they're not visually, once they're on the ice, they're not visually impaired. They're athletes, you know, male or female. These people on the ice are pure hockey players, and it's great to watch. How important is the growth of the game, especially to young people like Matt, who's, or sorry, Blake rather, who's 19? And I was reading his about, you know, he was tentative at first thinking, I could never replace my hockey experience doing it as an adapted sport. But what, what kind of difference has it made or did it make during that time of transition for him? I, I think it's made a huge difference. And I, I, I don't think any of us can really understand what they fully go through other than just listen to what they have to say because I think when they're affected with this you know vision impairment they think that every maybe it's not going to be the same until they actually experience it which is really the great thing and Laura and I have done some you know triad sessions gone to like a uh, the Braille Institute and even just doing stuff and showing people and just the the looks on people's faces just trying something different realizing I don't have to be shut down or I can't do anything you know that you know some of these triad events that they're doing all over Canada and it, the growth in the United States has been incredible so it's just really really great to see what uh, blind hockey has done you know, all over North America and hopefully we can spread it over to Europe. Blake, obviously very young and very talented, but is there anything that you would credit his quick development to other than, of course, your your experience, your coaching and stuff, but what about participating in this? What, what uh, mentors has he found? What what has helped him grow so quickly? Uh, to be honest, the biggest mentors, I think, are the other players, guys like Kelly Serbu and a lot of the guys on the Canadian team that I know took a real interest and uh, you know really took Blake under his wing, and I think Blake getting up here to play with some of the Canadians and, you know, from, you know, I, I wish I could name all of them, you know, Joseph Del Grande and, you know, Joey Cabral. I mean, just, the, just again, I can't express it enough, just the love. And I think that really is what it is that makes it so much too for the development. And it's the confidence. And I know in the beginning, Blake was more concerned about how he's going to look and how he's going to how he's going to be able to play. And I think once that confidence comes back and as I think there, Blake had said one time when he was here, he said when he's on the ice with his team, he forgets that he's blind. That's pretty amazing, and I really thank you for taking time out because I know you obviously have a vested interest. Your team is trailing 2-1. I expect they'll come back with a vengeance in the second. No, whatever whatever it is, it's it's just an absolute honor to be here, and uh, we're just looking forward to this sport growing and get this to Paralympics with under under Matt Morrow's uh, guidance. I know we can get there. Thank you. Appreciate your time. That's Bill Steinica, father of Blake Steinica. Uh, out here playing for Team USA as the team start to re-enter for the second period. Welcome back to the action. And uh, before we get we get the uh, second period underway, we're going to take a break here on AMI-audio, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to AMI Audio Live presentation of the 2019 Canadian Blind Hockey Tournament here at Madame Athletic Center. We are currently in the midst of a game between Canada West and United States with Canada West winning 2-1. to one. We're just getting ready here for the second period of action. Let's get back over to Nico Cardarelli and Jeff Ryman. Gentlemen. Guys, thank you very much. Great job during the break there as we get everybody set for the second period of play. And before we get the action underway, I got some housekeeping to do. A couple of birthday shout-outs. First, happy birthday, Lorne Weber, the Team Canada West goaltender today, celebrating his birthday. And I'd be a terrible son if I didn't say happy birthday, Mom. I love you. Can't wait to see you a little bit later today. My family's actually coming out to the game tonight, so nice. I'm excited about that. But, hey, happy birthday, Lauren. Happy birthday, Mom. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to today's action between Team Canada West and Team USA. Just about to get underway. It looks like the refs were on their union break, taking a little extra long for their coffee break here because they're a little bit late coming out. And it looks like uh, Team USA, their net was not quite on properly. So uh, one of their teammates, I didn't get to see who it was, was actually helping them put the net on as the refs were taking a little bit longer than usual to get back onto the ice. But it looks like we're all set to go. Puck is dropped and we're underway for the second period of play as Team Canada West wearing the black jerseys, defending the goal to, down to our broadcast right lead this game 2-1 to one over Team USA as Team USA forward checking here through the neutral zone. Team Canada dump the puck in and it'll be Christine Vantarini who's got the goal for Team USA. It looks like Gauss is a little bit lost yeah, out there. Yeah, Gauss is this out of his goal. That, I mean, Team USA got lucky that yeah. didn't cost them there. But there they do take a costly error and a penalty being assessed to Team USA as I think that's Daniel Belding who's going to be heading to the box, hooking the call. And actually, check that. That's Mark DeFlorio who's assessed the penalty. And Kane's not too happy about that. I know he had a couple of words for the ref. And that's our first penalty and first power play of the game. So we'll see if Team Canada West can capitalize on this. But a bit of a break, you're right, in that uh, Gauss was a little bit lost behind his net early on in the, in the first period, about 30 seconds in now. He was a little bit lost out there. Uh, and, and thank goodness that he found his way back into the net because that could have been pretty troublesome for uh, Team USA had he uh, let the goal there. Tight game right now. Just one goal separating the teams as Team Canada West working now with the man advantage. Jason Yuha behind the goal. Centers out front to Anthony Chula. Oh, he fires one just over top. He means he's, business. He's got some mustard on that shot today. My goodness, is he firing that puck. I really like how uh, Jeff Street is playing Anthony Chula and Jason Yuha together. I think they're the two fastest players for team. Chula with the shot, a second and third save from Goist as he shuts the door on that sequence of chances. As, as I was saying, they're pretty deadly together, Yuha and, and Chula, and I think the speed that they can work together with is pretty deadly for Team, U, uh, for, for team Canada West. So Team USA... Uh, I guess they sort of have to game plan around that now, so we'll, we'll see if they maybe juggle up their lines a little bit too. You know, it's an interesting move by Jeff Street to put the two of them out there, and I like it on the power play especially as Team USA a little bit late to get a player out, so we'll retake the faceoff. I think it takes a little bit of pressure off of Yuha by having Chula out there with him 
in, in addition to that little bit of extra space on the ice. I think so, too, because how many times have we seen Yuha, you know, with the burst of speed, and he's basically all by himself for for, for quite some time, and, and, and I think now having Chula, somebody who can keep up and, and, and skate with him, it, it does probably bring a little bit of relief to Yuha because he, he knows somebody's going to be there. He, I know he likes... And you see with a lot of the guys in this tournament who are fast, where they'll, they'll jump into the offensive zone and sort of hold the puck for a little bit and look for that one-time pass out in the middle. So we'll see if that happens right now. Well, it's Yuha leading the breakout for Canada West. They've got 50 seconds left here on the power play. Yuha works up the wing. Shot from Chula. Just Huge like that. save by Goist. And yes, that connection prevalent again for Team Canada West as Yuha makes the drop pass to the right side defenseman. That's Scott Roberts. Feeds it near side intended for Kiefer Jones, but it's broken up by Chesro. And with 30 seconds left on the penalty, Team USA can't clear it down the ice. Good work by Jason Yuha. Canada West bring it in just offside, so we'll get a face-off with 9.53 left in the period and 24 seconds left in the power play. Some good chances by Team Canada West on the power play so far. But uh, Team USA had done a pretty good job of defending both Yuha and Chula, so... It's good. That's got to be a little bit of a, a momentum changer, too, if that can kill off a penalty like this. Just checking our chat thread, and I want to give a shout-out to Barry and Donna Nelson. Not only are they cheering on Jason and Team Canada West, they're doing it from Marsh Harbor, Bahamas. Oh. What a terrible place to watch oh. a hockey game. I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves there, and thank you for tuning in. As Jason Yuha takes possession now for Team Canada West. Those poor people. <laughs> Five seconds left on the man advantage here as they get the puck in deep. Sean Dale pinned up against the boards to Florio out of the box. So we're back to five-a-side hockey now as Team USA flip the puck inside the Canadian zone. Wade Shepard plays it as it's off the skate of Cowie and onto the stick of Yuha. Yuha dumps it off to Cowie, but Kane comes in and intercepts that. Shepard flips it far side. Great tape to tape pass to Sean Dale. Dale gets around the first defender. Yuha had his stick tied up through the high slot. And now Kane will track the puck in front of his own bench. Tim Kane brings it into the zone. Makes the pass to Blake Steinica. Steinica shoots. Oh, just over top the goal on a great chance there with the two-on-one opportunity. And there's that speed again by Kane holding that puck. Bring it over the blue line. Just that quick little pass right when you get across the blue line, which is so key. I think that's a very good game plan by Team USA. And it looks like things are starting to get a little bit of aggressive here after the whistle, too. A little bit of bumping, a little bit of body contact, and they blow it down for player safety. Uh, but some good pressure there from Team USA, led by Tim Kane and Blake Steinica. And I don't know about you, Jeff, but to me it seemed like when Blake got that he wanted to end up feeding it back to Tim, but he yep. realized that his stick was tied up and the only option was to take the shot. And he had a pretty good shot, too. He did. He just went a little bit too high with that. Otherwise, uh, it was a pretty good possession. You have to be happy with that. Chesro has it now for Team USA. Sweeps it wide to the far post. Kiefer Jones banks it around the near side boards past Keith Haley as Gilles Ouellette able to get it past Kevin Shanley. Ouellette with possession of the puck. Drops it to Chula on the right on the near side. Chula works around to the far side of the goal in the corner, sweeping through the high slot. Anthony Chula still He's with the puck. Takes going. the shot. He shoots and he scores. The choo-choo train chugs on. Choo-choo Chula makes it 3-1. Team Canada West. 
Again, what a very impressive individual effort by Anthony Chula. Really just using his legs. Uh, you wouldn't have even been able to tell that he played last night because he looks as fresh as can be, wheeled right around the net, right around every single USA player and just put that one behind the goalie and they get they get the lead extended. Two goals now, 3-1 to one for Team Canada West in the second period. Chula gets his second of the game here as Team Canada West double the lead. It's now 3-1 as we've got 7.55 remaining here in the second period of play. Both of these teams yet to pick up a win here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament after both teams led in their games yesterday. Tim, Tim Kane now has it for Team USA. Makes the pass intended for Steinica through his skates. DeFlorio there makes a play against the boards. And actually that's a chance for, as we get nice and call, to address one of the comments in the chat feed asking, is checking allowed? And technically, no, there is no body checking allowed, but it's hockey, and there's physical play, and these are tough competitors that like to go head-to-head. Yeah, usually there's no body checking, but there is a little bit of body contact allowed. I think the incidental stuff is is allowed for the most part, and uh, of course, you sometimes see a defenseman rub somebody out on the boards. As long as it's not overly aggressive, I think the refs will let it slide, which I think is the appropriate call. And the refs have done a pretty good job here today after a challenging day yesterday and some controversial moments with some disallowed goals, but they've really brought their A game here today to match the play on the ice. As Vantarini pops it out to center, Shepard banks it off the boards and back inside the American zone. A delayed offside against Team Canada gives time for Anthony Chesro to wheel out across center. Chesro brings the puck into the zone, makes the drop pass to Morgan. Morgan back to Chesro as he tried to sweep that on goal. Chesro centers it. Nice collapsing defensive support there from Canada West to break up the chance. Chesro, stick handling, nearly found his way to the front of the net there after stick handling in a phone booth. (laughs) Puck pops out to the blue line and it's blocked on the shot from Vantarini. Good pressure there from Team USA as a offside called against the Americans with 6.35 left in the period. Yeah, very good pressure by Team USA. I thought they were going to have one there, um, but very good stick handling. And I like the little pass they like to make. I, I feel like it's one of their strategies. Is once they cross over that blue line, they just want to make a little pass. They don't want to make a stretch pass. They don't want to make a, a long pass that could be intercepted. They want to make that quick little pass, hear the buzzer go, and then once you hear that buzzer go, it sort of changes everything. You can throw a shot on from wherever, and uh, you, you see a lot of teams struggle with that where they're like, okay, I still need to make the pass. Speaking of making the pass, a good pass from Roberts to Chula who rips it just wide. Chula, oh my goodness, again, he's looking for that hat trick. Kiefer Jones lets a shot from the point go and that tracks wide in the near corner. Roberts plays it back over to the far side as Sean Dale gets to it ahead of anyone else. Dale's pass gets picked off by Tim Kane. Kane streaking up across center ice. He's the lone American in the zone at the moment. Now he's got some support as John Guzik and Matthew Miller up there on this shift with Kane. Kane makes the pass pass. to Miller. His shot attempt gets blocked. Oh, and then a bit of a slash that the Canadians get away with as Guzik took a two-hander to the back of the legs. Vantarini McDermott dumps the puck back in. It's retrieved by Chula as he circles in front of his own goal. 
Chula brings it across center ice and inside the American blue line. Draw pass to Scott Roberts. Roberts returns it to Chula. Nice return to Roberts. Oh. Shot just missed the top corner. What a bit of beautiful play there between those two. Trying Chula. to go a little tic-tac-toe action there. Nearly had it connect too as the shot from Roberts just over top the goal. Chesro had a rolling puck slide off his stick and then he takes a slash at Kiefer Jones and that's going to get called. Canada will be going to the power play when the Americans touch the puck next. Pressure here as Roberts slides it over to Jones. His shot off a skate right on goal and whistled down as Marty Dufour couldn't jam it home and with 4.59 left in the period, Team Canada going to the power play. And this is going to be a pretty big power play, I think, coming here for Team Canada West. I mean, if they can bury one, that just adds to their lead and to their confidence, too. We're about just over halfway through this game, so everything counts. Shout out to PA announcer Brian Floyd for the incredible choice of music right now for this penalty using the Bad Boys theme song. He is on his game as Canada tried to capitalize here and... I think they tried to throw an extra skater out yeah. there, and as a result, they're going to be ticketed for too many men on the ice. So Canada end up blundering that power play as the coaching staff mishandle the bench, and it is going to be a too many men on the ice call against Team Canada West. Just like that, back to even strength. So a wasted uh, power play opportunity there by Canada West. Well, it gives me an opportunity to address one of the questions in the live chat thread as, where is it here? Gene is asking to please explain the different coloring of the helmets, and I'd be very happy to do that. The black helmeted players are your B3 players, so they have 10% vision or less. Your white helmets are B2, so they're 5% or less. And then if you see a red helmet, they're B1. But here's a 2-on-0 chance for Canada West. Dufour to Yuha, he shoots, oh, what a save by Goyce as he got that with the blocker to deny Jason Yuha on that great scoring chance. Now Team USA right back at it with a two-on-one. Kane puts it over to Steinica, but he can't get the shot on goal as some good back-checking there by Gilles Ouellette to tie up his stick. Puck shot down the ice, not going to have enough for icing as Yuha picks it up here. A minute 18 of four-on-four four hockey left as Canada make a good clean pass. Marty Dufour behind the goal, tries to feed it out front. It goes off the side of the net. Wade Shepard takes a shot from the point. Dufour tries to feed it to Yuha. Nice defensive play there by Christine Vantarini to lift the stick of Jason Yuha. Steinica brings the puck in the zone for Team USA. Sweeps it to the far corner as Gilles Ouellette retrieves it. So as I was mentioning, the B1 are red-helmeted players who have 1% vision or less. So a player like Kevin Shanley, who's there checking Jason Yuha as Yuha rips it off the side of the goal, is an example of a B1 player. Nice little move there by Yuha. Nice little toe drag, dipsy doodle around his defender. I think that one went off the outside of the post. I could be wrong, but it was a pretty, pretty close shot there by Yuha. Kiefer Jones gets tackled down to the ground. No call against... Belding for that WWE style play and now Yuha feeds it to the far side for Chula. Chula brings it into the zone. He gets bumped off the puck by Dirk Morgan and they're going to call that bump and Morgan's going to head to the box for body contact. Tough call there as 
Ah, that was pretty shoulder to shoulder and a decent check, but yeah. a little too egregious in the eyes of the referee. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, and I sort of disagree with the ref, where I thought that was just a, a, a solid defensive play. Not a whole lot of contact either, but I guess the refs were starting to tighten the screws a little bit here. So maybe the coaches want to tell their players that, hey, you know, in the first period, we're getting, we were getting away with a certain couple of things. Just maybe you want to ease back on those plays a little bit. Just uh, keeping an eye on the Team Canada West bench. And Jeff Street, head coach of Team Canada West, went over to both of his associate coaches, Sean Cowie and Joey Ali, and he tapped them on the shoulder and said, guys, we got to get in the game too. We can't make a mistake for our team. After giving up a power play earlier, Team Canada West are seconds away from the power play once again. Now it's five on four for Team Canada West for the next minute 45. As Tim Kane, aggressive here, Short-handed on the forecheck. A good job against Chula in the near corner. And now it's on the stick of Kiefer Jones. Jones brings it across the blue line. Makes the pass to Chula. He runs out of real estate as he bumps in with Vantarini. And Vantarini <laughs> ended up with Chula's stick. And then she swipes it away. Well, and she got lucky there because that could have been called a penalty. You can't play the stick when it's like that. Yeah. Steinica wrestles away through a couple of defenders. He's the lone American in the zone. Nobody to make a pass to right now. And Chula goes to the bench, and I think he's pretty upset about there was a no call there. Uh, I think he's pretty cheesed between the body contact and then the <laughs> stick being wrestled away from him. As I would be, too. Yes. Shondale working up the right wing. Takes it behind the American goal. Flips it to the near side at the hash marks. Jason Ua has it. Feeds it in front. Shot right on, oh, Wade Shepard gets denied there as he couldn't quite feed it past Goist. Belding tries to clear the zone. Shepard settles down the rolling puck at the far blue line. Makes the pass to Yuha. He starts to step his way in. Tries the wraparound. Oh, lifts the backhander that just missed the far side top corner. What a great play there from Yuha. Look, he's the first one back too. Just great burst of speed by Jason Yuha. 15 seconds left in the Team Canada West power play. Yuha has it poked off his stick by Tim Kane. And then DeFlorio chips it in deep. So that'll pretty much do it for the Team Canada power play. As they continue to lead this game 3-1 to one here in the second period. With one minute and just a couple seconds left. Pass in front to Yuha. He shoots. He scores. Yeehaw, Yuha. He gets pay dirt and makes it 4-1 for Team Canada. There are those two-on-ones again. It was a good pass right from uh, from Heslip right to Yuha. And usually when Yuha goes in alone just like that, he's not going to miss too, too often. So he buries it top shelf and he keeps extending this lead for Team US or Team Canada West. So uh, it's got to feel good, especially with a minute left in the, in the period here, heading into the third. You know you're going to be up a couple of goals, and I think that momentum is going to be key heading into that third period. Uh, Team USA taking a bit of an informal time out there as they were a little slow to get the players out for the face-off. And tough break for Doug Goyce because he had made, what, three or four incredible saves against Yuha, and even on that goal, he got a big piece of the puck with his glove, but... Yuha powers it through, and it's now 4-1 for Team Canada. Yeah, he's been a stud back there all tournament, especially from that first game. Even into this game, he's been pretty solid as well. He robbed Yuha earlier in the game as well. So uh, definitely a very impressive game from the Team USA goalie. Yuha takes possession behind the goal. He's forced to wrap around. 
It's in, but are they going to count it? No indication, no goal, no clean pass. And there's a debate here between Chula and Yuha. Chula saying, I brought it into the zone and dished it off to him. But no goal for Yuha that time. And I'm glad I didn't waste a Yeehaw Yuha. <laughs> very good individual effort by uh, these two guys. I mean, that's a very good wraparound. But yeah, uh, rules are rules. There was no buzzer that I heard. I don't think that's what that's what the refs are saying. There was no buzzer, no pass indicated. So uh, no goal for Team Canada West. And it's a good point that you bring about the uh, chime of the one-pass buzzer as we get a question from Julianne Brace asking, do the ref's whistle give signals that are specifically for blind hockey? The actual whistle they use is just standard hockey whistle, but we do have a bit of an adaptation with the one-pass rule where you'll hear a high-pitched buzzer, and the referees do have that in their hands. So there are some adaptations that are in the game. 25 seconds left in the period. Team Canada West now leading 4-1 as they get the puck in deep. Kevin or Kevin Brown first on it for Team USA. Rips it around the near side boards. Tim Kane able to get it across center ice, but Chula tracks it back inside his own zone. And with just 10 seconds left in the period, that'll do it. Chula shoots it across center ice. Team, well, maybe time for one more as... Yuha brings it to the net, centers in front, and the buzzer sounds before Cowie can get the <laughs> shot away. They're playing right to the very end here. And what a great uh, chance. almost got the broadcaster's curse right there. They almost caught one right at the last second there. I should know better than to uh, <laughs> count Jason Yuha out. If there's one second left on the clock, yep. he can make something happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, a great second period there for Team Canada West. Team USA, a bit of a tough period, but they'll be trying to rebound here going into the third. The Team USA coaching staff having a few words with the officials, as I'm sure they feel a little bit hard done by with a few of those penalty calls. Yeah. And they're going to have to find a way to regroup going into the third. Still lots of positives, I think, to take from from Team USA heading into the third period here. Yeah, they're down 4-1, but, I mean, you've seen crazy things happen at this tournament before uh, I, I wouldn't say this is over quite yet uh, but there's definitely a lot of positives like I said they, they've still they still had a couple of really good chances I think they just need to establish a little bit more zone time they need to get a little bit more into the offensive zone of, of Team Canada West and I think they'll be fine because their goaltending like I said has been has been great their defensive game actually has been really solid. Yeah, they just need a couple of more chances. One goal is not really going to do it in this in a tournament like this. So they just need to find their offense. But I think they're fine. I think they're good. Uh, they just have to regroup in the period. Hopefully, uh, rest up just a little bit and uh, uh, get a couple more shots on net. Well, the second period is in the books. Team Canada West leading this game now four to one. And we want to thank everybody for chiming in on the live chat thread. Some great comments coming through. We'll get to a few more shout-outs in the third period. But for more intermission analysis, let's send it back over to the boys from the neutral zone at AMI as we send it over to Brock, Cam, and Brett. Thank you, Nico. Well, gentlemen, it was more of a scoring period if you are Canada West. Thoughts? I think that Jason Yuha is starting to heat up, and we are just scratching the surface. Yes, I would agree. This is about the time last year where he just started to feel his legs a little bit more and uh, started to 
pot a lot of goals. Cam, thoughts? I still want to stick with the goalies and how well uh, they're doing, even though uh, the States is down 4-1. to one, I still feel that, um, you know, the goalie for the Americans is doing a phenomenal job. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, he's done a really, really good job. I mean, this game could easily be 6-7-1 uh, without uh, the stops that he's made. It's It's been pretty... Um, Pretty incredible. The one thing I want to talk about, and maybe this was a, uh, to take a page out of uh, Jeff's book, the broadcaster's jinx, because we said uh, there was no penalties in the first period. There were two. I wrote down uh, the second one was a really bad penalty uh, by Canada West. Uh, too many men on the ice just after they got um, got a power play. Thoughts? No, absolutely. I think, um, as you said, the broadcasting jinx happens. And I think that, you know, there's going to have to be less penalties in the third period. Brett? I, uh, I have to agree with Cameron, actually. The fact, oh, should we record? Yeah, no, Can I, you I, put that out there again? I, I know, I know. Uh, it's not usually something that happens, but... Uh, Cameron was right. Cam- Cameron may have been right. Uh, the, the, there's bad penalties on both sides during that period, and it costs both teams. Okay, guys, we're talking about penalties. So the co- the United States coach was in the ear of the official. How much does that help you, hinder you, or not at all? Oh, I, I think when your your coach is in the referee's ear, it, it can it, it can help you or hinder you. Uh, you you get the opportunity to either have the the officiating on your side, or they're going to be watching you with a fine tooth comb in that next period. Absolutely. I think that I think it really depends on the referee. Are you guys agreeing again? Well, a little bit. Okay. The refereeing as far as it depends on whether or not they feel like they've made a mistake. Yeah. If they feel like they've made a mistake, then I think you chirping in the referee's ear or a slightly suggesting that they made a mistake, I think that they're going to try to make it up to you. If they think that they were correct in what they were saying, I think that that could hinder you because I think then they're going to, as Brett said, look at your team with a fine-tooth comb and try to find mistakes that you're making and give penalties. Yes, I believe you are absolutely correct. It could go both ways. We're going to go to Normal Wick, who's standing by with Matt Morrow. Thank you, guys. Yes, I am with Matt Morrow, the executive director of Canadian Blind Hockey, the first and only executive director. So, Matt, you were here in 2013 for the first national blind hockey tournament. Cast your mind back to that time. What was it like, and uh, where were you? Well, it was a really exciting time. We had done a, a couple smaller uh, kind of test events as we were developing the sport. So we had done Toronto versus Montreal in 2010 in Montreal. And then in 2011, we added Vancouver and uh, did a hat tournament where every game we played different rosters and everybody got to meet each other. And then in 2012, uh, we graduated to a competitive series. So uh, we actually had Team AMI versus Team CNIB, our, our two big partners. And we played a three-game series at the Défi Sportif, or no, sorry, the Challenge Hivernal in uh, Quebec City. And then uh, from there, we thought, you know what, let's take a leap of faith and let's see if we can make a real hockey tournament with uh, four teams. And it was pretty stressful because even a week before the tournament, I think we had... 40 players signed up and really you need 44 as a minimum because you need 10 skaters and a goalie um so 
you know, that was an amazing tournament. It was, <laughs> it was a lot less, a uh, lot less time at the arena and a lot less work. When I when I look back at the schedule, I was laughing. I think uh, we were here for two hours on Friday night, two hours Saturday morning, two hours Saturday night, and two hours Sunday morning. That was the whole thing. And uh, of course, now we've got the arena booked the entire weekend. We go, you know. I think today we're on the ice about 12 hours, starting with the children and youth at 9 a.m., and we're going to cap it off with the big select series game between Canada East and USA this evening. So, You know, you talk about the work involved, and yet, uh, you know, we're just talking about how invaluable that first national tournament was in opening players' eyes as to how competitive this game could be. Absolutely. I mean, the, the quality of play has gone up each and every year. Um, and, you know, in 2012, uh, 2013, we were able to offer a four-team tournament. Uh, by 2014, it was a four-team tournament. 2015, we were able to go to a six-team tournament. Uh, and then we thought to ourselves after that, you know what, we're starting to get a clear divide in skill. Um, and, and like any other sport, it would be better to put people in divisions where they have the opportunity to compete with and against people of a similar skill level, uh, and, and level of vision. So um, that is when we developed our low vision and development division, which allowed our newer players and our players with the lowest vision an opportunity to fully embrace blind hockey and play the game without having to worry about the superstars hogging the puck all the time. And at the same time, we were able to create the select division, um, which is our pathway towards international development and also gives the uh, best players and players who want to become the best players the opportunity to compete each other uh, at a really high level. And so many exciting developments, and you talk about the ones at home, but then, as you mentioned, international and abroad, you now have Finland and England. Uh, how important is growing the game internationally to your ultimate hopes of becoming a Paralympic sport? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, in 2010, we sat down and we had the founding meeting with the idea of putting together the Canadian Blind Hockey Association. And, you know, one of our goals right off the bat was we want to found a national tournament. We want to have a national team. We need somebody for our national team to play against. So we're going to focus on helping grow the USA. And then we want to get to a World Cup, World Championships, and Paralympic Games. So um, we're well on our way towards our pathway, but it is a long road. Seeing the development over in Finland with the two players that came to our summer development camp, they learned a lot about how we organize things. They learned a lot about the sport, um, a lot of recommendations on how to grow a program and build a national team. Um, and they, they, I think they have about a dozen interested in their Blind Hockey Finland page and have told me their first training camp's coming soon. Uh, and then Nathan Tree uh, is from Oxford, England, and he's been practicing playing sighted hockey over there. He has come to, this is two nationals in a row for him. He came to last year's U.S. nationals, and he also came to summer development camp. So he's really keen, and he took a group of students who were blind on the ice to go skating about a month ago. And we've been in discussion that we'll help him out with a try-it session once the kids have had enough skating lessons that they're able to actually participate in hockey. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, this also being the first year for children and youth uh, at the national level. And again, growing the game, how important is it to get kids competitive at a young age? You know, the, the, the children's game is great. Um, you know, it's a, kind of a typical children's hockey. It's more about them just going out and having fun. The thing that has impressed me the most this weekend is the youth division. Uh, we've got a division that is mostly teenagers, a few players who are young adults, 
And then we've got players as young as nine who are just too darn good to play with the little kids. And so they're out there playing with the teenagers, and they are holding their own. They're uh, making a positive impact. They don't look at a place out there. And they're able to play full ice hockey. Yesterday, uh, as the referee, I was also acting as a bit of a coach because a lot of the players had never played in a game before. They didn't know where to go for face-offs. They didn't understand offsides. That game was a wonderful game. It finished 2-2 tie. This morning, I went out there, and I, I figured I was just going to let them play and see what happened. And I had to do very little coaching this morning. I was almost just a referee. A few adjustments on face-offs. Other than that, it was uh, just your typical blind hockey game just played by youth. And so the future's really bright on both sides of the border. I appreciate your time. It must be very gratifying uh, to see this level of competition and people like me saying, wow, this is way faster, more skilled than I ever would have thought. So uh, kudos to you and your team for uh, making this such a great game for so many people. And uh, we're going to send it back to the boys in the booth now to get ready for the start of the third period. Thank you, Norma. And with that, we're going to send it back to Nico Cardarelli and Jeff Ryman as Canada West leads 4-1, to beginning the third period. Thank you very much, guys. We are just moments away from the third period puck drop. And before we get the action underway, let's get a few viewers' shout-outs in, including Darren Thomas cheering on Jake the Snake from Beaver Lodge, Alberta, as we're now underway in the third period of play. Team Canada West leading 4-1, but it's the Americans with possession right now. Tim Kane brings the puck in along the right wing. Passes it back to the point. Christine Venturini takes the shot. And Weber holds the post to make that save. They're coming out with uh, pretty good aggressiveness so far in this third period. We're just uh, less than 20 seconds in. They already get a pretty good chance. Kane has been doing it all game long. And I really, really like the poise of his game where... He doesn't give the puck over very easily. He, he waits and waits and waits. Waits for that right pass. Waits for that right opportunity. And here he is again. Kane with the puck on his stick. Stick handling around the near face-off dot. He just slowly inches back. And now he fires it around the far side corner. Where Steinecke in a foot race against Heslip. Heslip gets to it first and pokes it out of the zone. The Americans punch it right back in. Chula under pressure from Kane. Chula has to wheel behind his own goal to the near side. Tries to flip it off the boards and out, but that gets pinned in. Digging away for it. Brian Cowie can't get it past Kane. Kane flips it through the blue paint and over to the far corner where Wade Shepard tracks it. Shepard with a good stretch pass intended for Chula. Off his stick, but he splits the D and takes possession as Canada finally gets some action down in the American zone. Jeff, just the difference in the ice here. In the Canadian zone, it's all chopped up. It's still nice and fresh down in the end to our left here. Yeah, we're only about just over a minute or two into this game, and it looks like Team USA really comes out and means some business, and it's really nice to see that. Uh, here we go, another. As Chesro brings the puck in the right wing for Team USA, tries the draw pass to Daniel Belding, but brilliant play by Wade Shepard to track that and break up the pass. I thought there was going to be a 2-1-0 or a potential 2-1-1 forming there, but they couldn't quite get anything going. But very good aggressiveness. I really like what Team USA has done. They've basically gone back and gone back to the basics where just enter the zone, enter the offensive zone, cycle the puck a little bit, look for that right pass, and try to get a shot on that. Good job for the Team USA. Well, let's keep an eye here as Team Canada West with the puck. Now Yuha takes the shot. That one gets blocked. They've already established the good pass so they can generate scoring chances at will now 
And this player can do exactly that. Jason Yuha with the puck at the point. Splits the two checkers. Drives wide. Takes the shot. Big rebound. And Marty Dufour pops it home. Silabu! It's 5-1. Team Canada West. Right place. Right time. Jason Yuha basically does all the work. And comes right out. Juicy rebound and an easy goal for Team Canada West. Although I will say this. I score a lot of those goals myself. For you to sort of hang around that blue paint and hope for the best. It does take skill to score those goals because you have to be in the right place at the right time, which takes some good hockey IQ. So good job for Team Canada West getting on the board yet again. Well, for the second straight day, we've got a viewer from Russia. Let's give a shout-out to Alexi. Let's also give a shout-out to Kyle, who's representing the St. Louis Blues Blind Hockey Program. I look forward to catching up with you next week in Tampa Bay, buddy. Good work with all you've done for that program in St. Louis. And speaking of St. Louis, one player that comes to mind is uh, Ryan O'Reilly. I, I really think Kane is almost like a, a, a Ryan O'Reilly type guy. I think he's probably the best two-way forward in this tournament right now. Uh, good, Obviously good offensively and very, very solid defensively. I think that's a... My comparison for Kane, at least, is Ryan O'Reilly. That's a pretty good comparison. Yeah. I think I think you would like that, too, as Team USA shoot it out to center ice. He just needs to do some work on the beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team Canada bring it right back into the zone. Roberts makes the pass to Chula. It's broken up, and then Steinica takes a <laughs> hack across the shin pads. No call on that one. Steinica receives the pass from Chesro. Again, he gets dumped. This time, they will make the penalty call. And they had to make that call after Steinica got tripped up there. They let one go earlier in the play, and then the ref said, you know what, we can't let this one go, guys. So uh, Team Canada West going on to the penalty kill. Very big opportunity here for Team USA. I think this is going to be crucial. They're already down four goals, under nine minutes left. They have to start to get something going. Let's give a shout-out to Cowdog, who's watching all the way from Pittsburgh. And, of course, Pittsburgh was the site where we had the very first ever international blind hockey series back in October. Canada beating Team USA three games to zero in that series. And a big shout-out to the Pittsburgh Penguins for their hospitality over that event. It was truly an amazing experience. Team USA now on the power play here as they dump the puck in the near corner. Jason Yuha retrieves it, and he'll flip that one down the length of the ice. As hustling hard after it is Sean Heslip, but Tim Kane gets to it first for Team USA. 8.25 remaining in the third period of play. Kane advances it up to Steinica. Stripped away from Steinica by Jones. As Kane has to go inside his own zone to pick it up once again. Kane leading the breakout for Team USA. Bringing it into the zone. Heslip blew a tire, and that gives Kane a bit of space. Nice recovery by Heslip as he pops back up and clears it out across center. And maybe a shorthanded two-on-one here for Team Canada. Yuha feeds it back out to Heslip, but just out of his reach. Otherwise, that would have been a great shorthanded scoring chance. Yeah, very good opportunity for Team Canada West, especially shorthanded here. Almost a great two-on-one scoring chance there. Just couldn't find Heslip out front. Shot there coming off the stick of Kiefer Jones. After receiving the pass from Yuha, and now it's cleared down the ice by Team USA. Good battle there between Steinica and Yuha. Yuha gets the puck out of it. And now coming off the bench, it's scooped up by Victoria Vantorini McDermott. She makes the pass to Chesro. He tries to feed it over to Belding. That's broken up by Chula, who blows a tire. And with 7.15 left in the period, 
and 25 seconds left in the Team USA power play. Trula takes the shot, just missed with that one. Had a bit of a chuckle there because Steinica's stick ended up in the pants of Trula. Kind of looked <laughs> like he had a tail there for a second. <laughs> Trula digging away for the puck alongside Scott Roberts. Roberts has it at the far hash marks. Steps in, takes the shot, nearly picked the five hole, but a good save there by Goist. Shepard moves it around far side. Team Canada penalty now over. A shot from Roberts gets turned away, and then the net comes off its moorings. So a stoppage with 6.43 left in the frame. Both teams moving the puck extremely well here in the third period, and Team Canada West again with another shot on net. Great save by Goyce, who comes up big yet again. Well, we've got a full day of action here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. For the full event schedule, head over to www.canadianblindhockey.com. But at the conclusion of this one, we'll move over to the Open Division, and we're extremely happy to have AMI on board broadcasting that game as well. As the shot from Yuha goes off the side of the goal, they battle for it in the near corner. Gilles Ouellette takes possession, sweeps it out just past Paul Schmold as he tracks it back inside his own zone. 6.20 left in the third period. Schmold plays it ahead, intended for Roulette. He can't corral it cleanly. Team USA on a delayed offside. Good job by Kane not to enter the zone. But then Yuha takes it away from him. Yuha, nice move to get around the defenseman. Driving, goes behind the goal, checking for a passing option. Lays it off to Shepard. He runs out of real estate, and then Kane smacks it down the length of the ice. Not enough there for icing, so Yuha tracks it all the way back and will lead out from behind his own goal. Spins back after Chesro puts on a little bit of pressure. Yuha feeds it near side, intended for Willette, but Steinica lifted his twig and now banks it off the near boards. Yuha corrals it off the skate of Chesro, but onto the stick of Dufour. He sweeps it near side where it's Vantarini McDermott coming up with possession. She plays the puck, tries to clear the zone. First attempt is blocked, but now Steinica skates it across center ice. He's got Chesro coming in the zone. Makes the pass to the left wing. Chesro shoots! Great save by Weber. The rebound cleared to the high slot. Vantarini McDermott's shot just tracks wide of the near post. Good pressure there from Team USA. And then a whistle here. I'm not sure if the net is off or why they blew that down, but some good pressure there from Team USA. And there it is again, that little pass right when they cross over that blue line. They have two players right there. So a small little pass, they hear the buzzer, and then they go right to the net. So very good opportunity there for Team USA, but a great save by Weber. The birthday boy making save after save <laughs> here for Team Canada West. And he's looked solid so far. Only allowed one goal, and we just have about five minutes left in the game. He's played well for sure. Just five minutes remaining, as Jeff mentioned, here in the third period of play. My name's Nico Cartarelli. Very pleased to have Jeff Ryman up here doing the color commentary. Norma Wick, while she's roaming around the rink today, talking to fans, talking to players, she's doing a great job with the sideline reporting. And, of course, the whole AMI crew behind the scenes and the boys from the neutral zone. Thank you guys all for being here once again this year. Well, four and a half minutes remaining in the third period. Team USA trying to get something going late. As Daniel Belding shields the puck in along the wall here to gain entry into the zone. 
Morgan with a net front battle against Heslip. It's Kane with possession now for Team USA. He slides that wide of the near post. Not sure they had the good pass yet, so don't think it would have counted. Kiefer Jones gets tackled, and he's had just about enough of this uh, questionable refereeing because he's been dumped a good three times in that far corner, and not a single one has been called. Venturini McDermott plays it off the far boards. Nothing doing as Chesro takes possession now. Team Canada West allowing Team USA to break out. Chesro into the zone. Guzik heading to the net. Tried to feed him the pass. Great job by Jones to break up that pass. Man, Chesro's a good skater. Really good skater. And you can see that he just used that little little hip slide there mm. to uh, throw the defense off. It almost slid it across for a, a nice little one-timer opportunity. Brian Cowie makes the pass to Sean Dale. The rolling puck slides off his stick. And now Team USA break out. Led by Hollywood Haley. He gets tripped up. May have lost his footing more so. No call play continues on. Delayed offside. Good job by Vantarini to wait just a moment and make sure they gain the zone onside. Chesro, oh, he runs into Paul Schmold. That's going to be a penalty against Team Canada, I believe, as they're going to call interference against Schmold. And he's in disbelief of that because he basically just got ran over there. He was just holding his ground, I think. It was just more so incidental contact. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty hard contact, but I don't yes. think there was a whole lot that he could do. And this is uh, this is not good news because Schmold has really been that anchor on the defensive side of things, I think, for Team Canada West. And now they go down uh, a man here with just over three minutes left in the third. So uh, an opportunity here for Team USA. Team USA trailing 5-1 here in the third period against Team Canada West. There's 3.04 remaining in regulation. It would be a miraculous comeback if Team USA can pull this off. Well, they're on the man advantage now, and it's Mark DeFlorio with the puck at the near side. Hash mark sweeps it in front, but a good battle in front between Wade Shepard and Blake Steinica. And the stick of Steinica got tied up, and now the Canadians clear it down the ice. Tim Kane, the American captain, wheeling across center, brings it into the zone. He's got Morgan with him and Vantarini at the blue line. Makes the pass to Vantarini. She gets checked closely by Sean Dale. Vantarini continues to muscle and gets the puck over to Kane. Kane thinking about the shot, lets it rip off the crossbar. The rebound sitting there. Steinica with the chance, and Weber got just oh. enough to keep that out. That went really high off the post, the first shot by Kane, and then Weber just held his ground. And again, the birthday boy coming up pretty big here. Making save after save and ensuring his team continues to lead this game with just two minutes remaining now in the third period. Great chances there for Blake Steinica and Tim Kane, but the door shut by the birthday boy, Lorne Weber, as John Guzik tracks the puck inside his own zone. 45 seconds left in the Team USA power play as they try breakout through the neutral zone, but good forechecking here by Marty Dufour and Anthony Trula, and they end up giving USA a bit of a hard time on the breakout. Venturini McDermott, she gets dumped by Chula. No call, play continuing on. And now it's Chula who takes the puck around Kevin Brown. Chula, nice pass as it's off the stick of Dufour and into the far corner. He tries to feed it back in front for Chula. It rims around the near boards to the line, but not out. Good play by Scott Roberts to step up and hold the zone. Very nice pinch. Team USA get it out to center now as it's Daniel Belding working up the left wing. Belding... 
Tries the pass behind the back to Guzik. Didn't quite connect. Schmoll now out of the box. And we've got one minute remaining in the third period of play. So Canada West kill off the penalty and are in the driver's seat here as Chula takes the shot right on. Goist makes the save. Rebound cleared to the far side boards. Vantarini McDermott gets it out in front of her own bench, but just as quickly it's fired back in as Marty Dufour comes up with it. 35 seconds remaining here. Dufour plays it back to the line. It's picked off by Kane. He banks it off the glass and down the ice. Schmold and Kane racing after it, and Schmold just gets to it first. Kiefer Jones controls it now. 20 seconds remaining in the third. Pass ahead to Jason Yuha. Yuha, the lone attacker in there. He's got Jones trip. Excuse me, trailing him now. Yuha cycles around the far side. Pass back to the point intended for Bentz. Just five seconds left. Team Canada West. Well, they got to defend here as Vantarini brings it in. But that'll do it. Time expires. The buzzer sounds. And Team Canada West secure a 5-1 victory over Team USA. The final score may be a little bit deceiving because this was a very close game. Yeah, it was a very close game. And I think, yeah, you're right. The, the score was a little bit deceiving. But there's positives to take from both teams. I think they've both improved. They even look faster, I thought, today than they did yesterday, even though they played a game yesterday each. Uh, but very good game from both sides. Lots of positives to take. But uh, a, a great win for Team Canada West. And Canada, or Team USA, is uh, obviously... Two losses, they're in a bit of a hole here, but uh, anything can happen. Anything can happen in these tournaments. So they'll have to uh, hold their head high and take some of those positives away from the, from the loss today, and, and hopefully uh, they can put everything together for later in the tournament. Well, Team Canada West are done for today. They took care of business as they needed to. Team USA, they've still got another game on the docket as at 6 p.m. Eastern or thereabouts, Team USA will take on Team Canada East in the other select series game here today. But we've got an open division game coming up, and that's going to be a great one as well as we had a tight game yesterday in the open division. So I'm expecting a pretty good game here today as well. Yeah, and the thing about the open division is I think a lot of people... uh, uh a lot of people focus more so on the select teams because that's technically the higher caliber, I guess. Yep. But a lot of people, you know, this is these are auditions. I feel like a lot of people are watching these games, even even as as the, all the other divisions go to the development, the the youth. <laughs> Everybody's watching these, these these guys play, so I feel like uh, they come out with with something to prove as well. So it is fun to watch. So if you have the time, come check it out. It's super fun to watch. And, and the quality is, is just as good, too. So uh, if you're and especially I mean, if you want to just come chill out in Maple Leaf Gardens, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> just that alone, I think it is great as well. So uh, if you're in the area, it's completely free as well. So uh, come on, stop by and, and enjoy a little bit of blind hockey. Well, a big thank you to everybody who tuned in and a special thank you to everybody who commented on the live chat thread. We'll get to a couple more shout outs before we log off on this stream. Let's give a shout out to Janet Miller, who's cheering on Christine and Victoria from New York. A shout out to Julianne Brace from my hometown of Mississauga. The Colorado Visionaries who are doing some great work with their program. And let's give a shout-out as well to Melanie Thomas cheering on Jason Yeehaw Yuha and Team Canada West. 
as they secure a 5-1 victory and their first win here at the 2019 Canadian National Blind Hockey Tournament. Well, Jeff, that was a lot of fun. We got one more, so let's throw it back to the boys from the neutral zone because you and I need a quick break before the <laughs> next game. Great job. A big thank you to Normal Wick as well, and let's send it back to Kim, Brett, and Brock. Thank you, gentlemen. The uh, Canada West wrapped up the game 5-1 with the only goal being scored by Martin Dufour. Guys, uh, thoughts on the third period? You know, uh, I was listening to the broadcast over there, and uh, Jeff Ryman was alluding to Tim Kane looking like Ryan O'Reilly, the best two-way hockey player in the NHL, if not the world right now. And I, I think he's absolutely bang on. What a hockey player he is. Kim? Yeah, Kane. He's been uh, awesome this tournament. Unfortunately, uh, the U.S. It hasn't showed up on the score sheet as of yet. But, yeah, Tim Kane, I think he's possibly one of the best players on the uh, uh, roster. Um, but saying that, I still think uh, Goist, I think he's still the best player on the American roster being the goaltender. And that game being 5-1 final, I don't think that was indicative of uh, how the U.S. played. I think it was a lot closer than what the scoreboard showed today. Cam's absolutely right. Uh, goaltending. Oh, my win. God. There's too much agreeing going on on this panel. You know, it's scaring me. Goaltending wins championships. And if they didn't have Doug Goist in net, that game could have been way I think it would have been of, over in the first period. Yeah, way more out of hand than, it, than it, the score did indicate. And Lauren Weber, he came up big as well, uh, you know, in my opinion, when the states were pressing as well. So, um, you know, of course, we're going to be a little bit uh, biased because we were goaltenders, Brett. However, you know, I think that uh, was a goaltenders game. And uh, like I said, uh, the score being 5-1, it wasn't indicative of the um, how the Americans played today. And I think on the broadcast, we also heard that it was Lauren Weber's birthday. So happy birthday, Lauren Weber. What? A win on your birthday. Yeah, got the first win of uh, the tournament for uh, Canada West. Very quickly, guys, if you are USA, you now have lost two games, still um, in it, obviously, but what do you do now? You know what? You, you got to still keep your head up high. You, you got uh, one more game to play? Uh, double round robin, so... Three teams, they each play. No, two. So you're still in it. You uh, you come back and uh, your next game, you, you just uh, you got to play a, a full 36 minutes. And hopefully you're on the right end of a W. Actually, you might be right. It might only be one game because the last game uh, tomorrow is a TB announced. So it might be a final. Yeah, they got uh, USA has one more game tonight against Canada East at 6 uh, p.m. So... And that was a lot closer of a game, the uh, Canada-U.S. game yesterday. So I expect that game to be real close, and maybe the uh, states can come out on top. But but we, we also got to give credit. Sorry, we have to give credit what to you, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> but uh, we have to give credit to uh, Jason Yuha. He, uh, he was on fire today, and... Uh, just like I remember last year, he, he uh, started off a little bit slowly, and he started to uh, pick up pace, and he pi he's picking up pace right at the the right opportune time. He's got, uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, they're going to make the finals, and I mean, that that's a fairly bold prediction, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, 
Pickle Bunyan <laughs> prediction. No, you know, but if you're going to give shout-outs to Yuha, you got to give a shout-out to Chula as well because Chula had a couple of points, and I think Chula was a beast this game. And you know what, Cameron? This whole Team Canada West, they've. I think this year they're more of a total package than they were last year. The last year we were looking at Jason Yuha as the, the, the oh, he was on a club team last year though so i think this is a little bit different uh, from last year to this year because they were all on club teams last year where this team they're on a, a select team being on team canada so i don't really think you can compare the two because when yuha was playing last year um he just took over the entire tournament but he didn't have the quality of players that he was playing against and there's also more talent around him and against not him. to mention so uh, you know what i i'm sorry and i apologize cameron because sometimes I like comparing apples to apples and oranges to oranges, but sometimes I like to compare apples to oranges and oranges to apples. How do you compare not apple to apple? How can you compare an apple to an orange? Well, in 2019, we have genetically modified foods. So Um, maybe humans are becoming genetically modified. And that is now way over my head, and I think we should get back to the actual game in the sports. Yes, uh, it was. Uh, I just wanted to see what he uh, what he would say to that. So, folks, if you want more of this shenanigans, you can tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern because I put myself in the same room as these gentlemen for a whole hour, and who knows what the heck we get up to. Um, but back to this game. Uh, what goes on now? If you are United States, you got one more game uh, later. Go back and rest. Yes? Yeah, yeah you, I think so. I, I mean, uh, you, you, you got to uh, just uh, re- re- regroup and refocus for your next game. Quick thoughts, Cam? Yeah, regroup, refocus, uh, you know, get some food into you, and uh, just get away from the rink, especially after two losses. You want to get it away from the rink, kind of get it out of your mind. Think about anything else but hockey right now. And with that, we're going to go over to Norma Wick, who's with Anthony Chula, who had a two-point game. I'm with forward Anthony Chula. First of all, congratulations on your big win. Nice way to come back from the game last night. Yeah, a really good comeback. Uh, definitely a lot more effort today, and uh, we played like we know we can. This is such a competitive tournament. Talk about what it means to come here and compete and raise the level of competition. Um, it keeps growing every year. Uh, our national program, our youth program, it's great to see the sport um, continue to develop and uh, to continue to see the growth of all these these people. It, it's amazing. For someone like me who has not seen blind hockey before, to walk in here and see you flying down that left wing, uh, talk about how it feels out there. Um, any type of hockey, there, there's everything goes away when you're on the ice. You know, there's one focus and that's winning and um, it's a special feeling. It's even more special being able to represent your country. So uh, it's humbling. Yes, and it's so great to have the Canada-U.S. rivalry, of course. That's helpful in next steps. Now that you have the children and youth groups not only participating in the Nationals but watching from the stands, do you get a sense that you are their hockey hero? You know what? It's kind of funny. I, I signed an autograph for the first time yesterday, and um, that was cool. Uh, it really showed me, you know, how much these kids look up to us and how, how inspired they are. And that's, a, that's amazing that, um, that I can be a role model and hopefully I can continue to be a role model and 
uh, take on more of a mentorship role as this program grows with, the, with these young kids. Uh, yes, they're and, doing amazing. Yes, and they are key to the future. Of course, the future is this next generation. Talk about what it's like to come together and push each other uh, in games like this. Uh, I think that um, everyone's here pushing each other to be better, uh, better teammates, better athletes, uh, better competitors, better mentors. We're all here to help each other grow, and we've got a great team, Canada East, Canada West, but the entire Canadian blind hockey family is very, very close. Um, I'm privileged to be a part of it. Well, I'm going to let you go enjoy the win with your teammates at Canada West. Congratulations. Thank you for having me. All right, Anthony Choo Choo Chula getting his Canada West team back on track. Thank you, Norma Wick and Anthony. With that, we're going to take a break here on AMI-audio live, come back, and we're going to broadcast our first Open Division game right after this. Stay with us. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us 
wherever you get your podcasts.